You're listening to the Boss Yourself First podcast, season two, episode eight. If you want to be an effective leader, the first person you want to lead effectively is yourself. Self-leadership helps you create better relationships and a more fulfilling life, and in turn, lead others in a more authentic and impactful way. If this piques your interest, then stick around. I'm Robin White, your host, and this is Boss Yourself First. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, as we wrap up our solo episodes of this season, this season of talking about and exploring constraint, I want to give you another perspective, another sort of quick hack for processing constraint. We've spent the last seven weeks looking at the stages of processing constraint and tools that help us clearly identify constraint and how to ask the right questions to get innovative solutions. We've also looked at supporting our work by tapping into emotional motivation. Today, I want to share another simple tool for processing constraints, whether they're physical constraints, emotional constraints, mental constraints. When we run into any obstacle that limits our movement towards our desired result, this method can help you out. And this is a method I've used for some time, and I really didn't think about how it applied specifically to constraints, because I usually use it with myself and with clients when it comes to limiting beliefs. But since limiting beliefs, whether they're held by ourselves or someone else, are a form of constraint, I really feel like this tool can be helpful. This all came together for me back when I was first preparing for this season. And I was reading a book by a Harvard associate professor named Laura Huang. If you haven't heard of her yet, you will. She is an up-and-coming thought leader and a really popular professor. Her book is called Edge, Turning Adversity into Advantage, and it is an excellent read. And after reading it, I can see why she's such a popular professor. She talks a lot about some of the things that she does with her students. And and honestly, I think I would really, really enjoy her class. Anyway, Huang writes about a particular constraint, and I want to share that with you. And then I'll share about the method I mentioned earlier. As a child, Huang was placed in a gifted and talented math program, but not the reading and language arts GT program. The reason she was given was that the language arts would be too challenging for her as a non-native English speaker. Well, this was confusing. And she says that she was about nine years old at the time. And she was confused because Huang is a multi-language native speaker, and one of those languages is English. However, this was a concept that her elementary teacher could not grasp. And almost ten years after that, Huang was enrolled in the required freshman writing course. Most of us who went to college encountered one of those. So she was at university, and she was in this freshman writing course, and she received a failing grade on her first writing assignment. Well, she went to get clarity from the instructor, and his explanation had a familiar ring. He said, and I'm taking this right out of her book, Don't worry. Since English is not your native language, it will take you some time to get the hang of writing. It will come. 
<laughs> Frustrated, I'm sure, to say the least, Huang surmised that because of her last name, the instructor had given her the constraint of being a non-native English speaker. Well, her suspicions were soon confirmed when she found out that another Asian student in her class had a similar experience with that instructor. And here's where it gets really fun and leads into our discussion of today's technique. Huang and her falsely constrained fellow student decided to grab hold of that constraint and use it. Huang says, so we came up with a plan to own the constraint. In Huang's next essay, she frequently referenced her non-native English and wrote about overcoming the challenges of this constraint. Well, the instructor completely missed her sarcasm and bought further into the constraint that he had set, and she got a B- on that paper. I wanted to share this quote from Huang's book. Remember, it's called Edge. And she says, When we own our constraints, magical things happen. Indeed, when we leverage difficulties and use them as tools to propel us toward success, we start to carve out our edge. I want that to fall fresh on you today. No matter whether a constraint comes from an outside source or from yourself, when you leverage it as a tool, you have an advantage. And that's what we're going to do in this next few minutes. And this is a really simple process. Are you ready? All right. You own the constraint. That's step one. And I'll share with you one of my most recent ones. I am in the second draft of writing my book. And to be really honest, I am struggling with motivation to go through the rewrites. So my constraint that I'm owning is that I have low motivation to get the work done on the book. All right, so the next step is to flip the constraint. And I'm going to repeat it here just so you catch the flip. I have low motivation to work on my book, so it's not getting done. And here's the flip. I'm highly motivated to work on my book, so it's going to get done. You caught that, right? <laughs> I just stated the opposite of my constraint. Now that you've got the flip, you ask yourself a question. The flip question. And this is where we take advantage of our brain's hardwired proclivity to answer questions. We just have to ask the right questions. We make a question from our flip statement of constraint. If I were highly motivated to work on this book, what would I be doing? And here's where you can nuance the question a little bit. Make sure your words are strong enough to trigger some answers in your mind. So to be honest, the question I just stated didn't generate a lot of energy for me. It didn't really connect emotionally with me. So I looked to amp up my question. It became, if I were obsessed with finishing this book, what would I be doing right now? And boom, the emotional connection clicked and I was off to the races. If I were obsessed with finishing, I would put other projects on hold. I would let my family know that they would see a little less of me for a bit. I would put someone else in charge of dinner time. I would get my readers reading and be excited about their feedback. I would be committing to a publisher. And the list went on all the way to the condition of my desk. A writer obsessed with her book would not let other projects clutter her workspace. So that's kind of how my 
use of the technique work, but let's look at one more example. And let's use an example we've used for different techniques during this season. So it should sound familiar. First, owning the constraint. I cannot make a profit with my restaurant with no indoor dining allowed. So we own that. And then if we flip it, we'd have, I can make a profit with no indoor dining allowed. What if we want to amp that question? It might become, I can make more profit than ever before with no indoor dining. Then we ask ourselves the flip question. If I were making more profit than ever before without indoor dining, what would I be doing? I'd be delivering food. I'd be making prepped meal kits to sell curbside or deliver. I'd be taking online orders for pickup. You see how it works? It's a quick and powerful technique. Just be sure to get that flipped question amped up to emotional connection. And you'll know it when you've got it because the answers will start to come and bring you a punch of energy. The very last step is to act on your ideas as soon as possible. Take the smallest, most actionable idea and make it happen as soon as you have your list generated. Get moving and you'll get momentum. Hey, this was a quick one today, but I hope you're already thinking of some constraints you want to work on. I'd love to hear about your journey, and you can reach me at bossyourselffirst.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week owning your constraints and flipping them for your own good purposes. Thanks for being here. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found something to grab hold of and apply in your life. As always, any link or information mentioned in this episode can be found at bossyourselffirst.com in the podcast section. And if we haven't connected yet, and I would love to, DM me on Instagram at bossyourselffirst or come to the Boss Yourself First Facebook page and let me know how you're doing and what you think. I would really love to meet you. Thanks for being here and being you. Now get out there and lead with courage and kindness and boss yourself first and add your amazingness to the world. We sure need it. Talk to you soon, my friends.